Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I pray all the time that all of you will really come to know God and believe in God, and your faith will grow. I want to let you know that God really loves you, and He is so real. The story about Jesus Christ is not a fairy tale story. The Lord Jesus Christ was born in this world 2,000 plus years ago. It was recorded in the history of the nation of Israel. There was one man named Jesus was born. He claimed to be God. His crucifixion and the torture that they did to him was real, not a fairy tale story. And not only that, his resurrection is real as well. There are so many evidences to prove that he was resurrected from the dead. Your faith in Jesus Christ it's not about fairy tale story. It's real in the history. And many people were willing to be killed in the Colosseum, killed on the cross, and by the Roman soldier. Many people get burned in different times and centuries for their faith because they know that their faith in Jesus Christ is so real. I just want to encourage all of you that we are not believing in a fairy tale God. He is in the history and he performed miracles and signs and wonders. And his teaching was so powerful that changed my life. So I want to encourage you. God is real. Jesus is the son of the living God who truly lived on this earth 2,000 plus years ago. We are not here for religion. We are not here for tradition of some kind of goofy thing. This is real. Jesus is in heaven right now, and he is at the right hand of the Father. Amen? Are you glad that you believe in Jesus? I be, I'm glad I believe in Jesus. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you will teach us today how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want to grow more. We want to become more sensitive to your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for sending the Helper, capital H-E-L-P-E-R, our Counselor, capital C, and our Comforter, capital C, the Holy Spirit, to help us and comfort us every day. We thank you, Father. We're going to open our ears to hear what you say today. May your Holy Spirit, Lord, teach us in this sermon, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We have been learning about the Spirit-led life I believe that there are four sermons and then done. This one will be one of the four. I will preach four more times and we should be finishing. And I would like to encourage all of you to go to the internet or YouTube and listen to the whole series from the beginning. I believe that this is one of the most important subjects that you should learn as a believer. After we got saved, we did not die and go to heaven right away. We still live on earth here. And how are we going to live a victorious life? We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We should be 
practicing and developing the sensitivity to the leading of the Holy Spirit, and His direction should be more and more real to us as time goes by. Years go by. His leading should be so real to us, and. Next month, his leading will be more real to us than last month. Next year, his leading will be more real to us than this year. If we have been living based on hate, based on emotion and feeling, based on opinions of man, or directed by money and circumstances, I want to tell you we need to wean off from those things. And we need to grow and develop the life of being led by the Holy Spirit. I myself try to wean off from being hate-led, emotion-led, feeling-led, money-led, opportunity-led, or circumstances-led. The Lord may speak to you something, and if you listen to Him and obey Him, He will lead you to victory. We may not understand everything he say. That's okay. We need to follow him because he knows the best. And the Lord can say something to us certain times, and we may ignore him. We need to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit or be led by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, when the Lord spoke to us something or revealed to us something. It doesn't mean that you have to tell people in the whole world all the time. Sometimes God may reveal about somebody's situation. It's not your responsibility to share on the pulpit to accuse or to really embarrass people in front of public. Certain things is between you and Him, and He doesn't want you to share. You have to be careful. Sometimes God speak to me something about you in the church. I know about it, but I keep my mouth shut. I did not share with anybody because the Lord is not in the business of embarrassing anybody. The Lord doesn't want to put your dirty clothes or laundry in front of your house to make you feel bad. The Lord will help you personally, and He doesn't want to make you feel condemned or feel less than who you are. So certain issue. The Lord may lead you and guide you. It's between you and God. Don't tell other people. Just keep your mouth shut. He is not in the business of putting dirty laundry in front of people. Amen. So you don't want to go to tell people about that knowledge that God gives to you, or come to the microphone and say that brother did this. You don't do that in this church. We will always protect each other back, amen. And sometimes you may need to do something to to really reprove people. And if you study the Bible carefully, when God reveals something to you, and you need to reprove people only by the direction of the Holy Spirit, only one kind of people that need to be reproved publicly. I want to share with you. Only one kind, but not all the time. Only when you are led by the Holy Spirit, when people do something bad that may destroy the community, and that kind of people we call hypocrites. If you notice, Jesus never make anybody embarrassed. He only reproved the hypocrites. 
by the direction of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in our church, we don't practice coming up on the microphone and reprove anybody or attack anybody. If we know something, you go directly to that person and speak to that person directly. In our church, we want the real move of God. We want the, the real glory of God. We don't want any junk. We don't want any work of the flesh. We want the real presence of God or the glory of the Lord. We want the full manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And the key to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and to be filled with the glory of the Lord so that we will be led by God is that we need to be hungry for God in the civilized country like America like this. Sometimes the pastor have a hard time helping people because people are so filled with stuff, filled with money, nice house, filled with other things, toys and nice phone, nice computer. So they are looking for those things that are less important than God or little things in their life. They're so filled already. They're not hungry anymore. And I hope that that will not happen in New Hope International Church. No matter how much money you have, how much toy you have in your hands that you can play, your phone, your smartphone, your iPad, iPhone, nice car, you need to make a decision that you're going to be hungry for the Holy Spirit, hungry for the things of God. May the Lord give us hunger in this house that we will always be hungry for God for all the days of our life. The second thing that we need to do in order to be led by the Spirit or in order to have the presence of God and the glory of God in our life is we call prayer. We need to pray. We need to ask God, communicate with God, fellowship with God. When you are hungry, you pray more. I pray for young people in this church every single day. I remember their names and I pray for every one of them because I want salvation to come to our young people in this house, all the kids and all the teenagers and youth in this house. I pray. We, we love to pray because we are hungry. We want God to move in our midst. That's number two. Hunger to pray. Number three, faith or expectation. In order to be led by God, in order to receive the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the direction from God, God is moving in our midst. We need to have faith. We need to believe and expect God to move. If we expect more, God is going to move more. God honors faith. I travel a lot. Next week, I will go to on a mission trip, and I learn one thing about Hunger and expectation and faith. God is not a respecter of people. A farmer or a very, very uh, uneducated woman, 80 years old, can come to me. No education, farmer. But come with faith and come with hunger. hunger. I noticed that that lady got more out of me than a lot of people. The same man. But she got the Holy Spirit out of me more than other people who have more knowledge and have more money because of the hunger in her heart. 
So faith, hunger, pray. Number four, reverence or honor. In order for God to work with us, in order for God to work and talk to us and lead us, and the move of God happen in our daily life, we need to honor God. We need to reverence God. When you read the Bible, shut off, turn off the TV. When you come to church, turn off your telephone. Don't use text message. Don't watch some kind of program in the phone and listen to the sermon at the same time. You need to honor and reference God. And when you honor God, He's going to do the mighty things. Amen? Don't look down on the move of God. When God touches people, they fall down, they laugh. Don't sit like this. Yeah, I don't care. Your attitude, tell God that I am not honoring God. When God moves, when God heals somebody, you say, Hallelujah, thank God, I honor you. This attitude needs to spread all over America. In Asian countries, we have kings. We learn how to honor our king. Like in Thailand, when the king walked by, everyone on the knee, like that. In that culture, they honor their king. But in the U.S., everyone is equal. So the word honor is not very common here. But we should not do that to God because God is the king of all kings. God is the owner of your life. You need to honor and reverence him. Number five, this is the fifth key to get the move of God, to see the strong leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Number five is obedience and yielding. If you obey him, when he says something to you, you say, yes, Lord, I do it now. Like Abraham, when God said, go to the mountain and offer Isaac, he did not argue. He, he said, yes, Lord, I do it. He obeyed. He yielded. And what happened? God moved more. God blessed him. God led him every day. In the same way in our life, when God spoke to us something, we should obey him. We should yield to him. Should not be stubborn like a horse. Amen? So, we need to be hungry. We need to honor the Lord. And we need to learn how to be moved by the Lord and listen to the Holy Spirit. Sometime in our society, we like hate knowledge. We want to learn more about something so that we can decorate our brain with a lot of knowledge. A lot of information. You can quote the scripture. You can do this and that. You can read the Bible upside down. You have a lot of knowledge. But we don't want just to have the knowledge. We want to experience his glory. We want to experience his guidance and his leading. We should focus on him and say, God, show me. I want to experience your reality and your power. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 16, I read again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. How many people are children of God or sons and daughters of God in this room? Raise your hand up. Raise it high. Are you sons and daughters of God? Can you expect to be led by the Spirit of God? 
Can the Holy Spirit be real to you? I don't know about you. He is so real to me. He is so real to me. If you tell me right now, God is not real. Holy Spirit is not real. I tell you right now, it's too late. Amen. It's too late. He is so real to me. In the Book of Acts, people experience the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said the Spirit said this. The Spirit was forbidding them. The Spirit guided them to do this and that. The Holy Spirit was involved in every part of their life, personal life, ministry, traveling, everything. The Holy Spirit was involved. Should the Holy Spirit be involved with our life in every day, in every aspect of our life? Yes, he should be involved. He was sent by the Father to be our helper. He should be real to us more and more each year. His leading should be real to us this year more than last year. Now the question is, how God lead us by the Holy Spirit? The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 16, so clear. The way the Holy Spirit lead us is by bearing witness with our spirit. He bear witness with our spirit. Let me explain about this a little bit more. You are not the mind and you are not the body. You are a spirit being. Listen carefully. You are a spirit being. And you have the mind. And your spirit and your mind live in the body. This body eventually will disappear. One day will go to the ground. You cannot bring this body with you. Your real person is your spirit. The problem is this, in this society or in this world, people are focusing on the mind, which is nothing wrong to develop your mind. You go to school, you finish the school, you learn, you read, you study, you try to finish your master degree, PhD, whatever. You try to develop your mind. You develop your body. You go to the workout club, try to exercise. This morning I did a push-up a little bit. I tried to do some exercise. I tried to walk in the hospital when I see the stair. I don't use the elevator. I just walk upstairs to exercise. I try to take care of my body. I try to watch what I eat now. I don't eat everything now. I just watch what I eat and how much I eat. I try to take care of my body. But one more thing you need to take care is your spirit. You need to be spirit-led. Therefore, you need to be aware of your own spirit. You need to know that you are a spirit, not a body and a mind. People make mistakes by ignoring the spirit completely and just focusing on the mind and the body. We cannot be led by the spirit if we don't believe that we are a spirit. Because the way the Holy Spirit leads us is by bearing witness with our spirit. Not with our mind, not with our body. So in order to be led, number one, you need to be aware of your own spirit. You need to develop your spirit by reading the scripture and talking to God in your spirit. Don't depend on physical feelings. Don't depend on emotions. You develop your spirit to be strong so that you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you don't care about your spirit, 
your spirit will be dull and you cannot hear from God. If we die today, if our body die today, the heart stop beating, the brain has no oxygen, brain death we call. You will still be you. Your spirit will slip out of your body right away. And the mind will go with your spirit. The mind and spirit are together. Your spirit, your body is gone. And when we go to heaven, because we believe in Christ, people who believe in Jesus will go up. People who don't believe will go down. We go up. And when I get there, I will remember you because we know each other here. I will see you, but maybe 20 years old. Your new body will be younger than now. You're going to be young forever. You're going to be living in a young body forever. We call imperishable, incorruptible body forever. No pain, no suffering, no doctor, no chiropractor, no hospital there. Forever. You're going to be young in a new, imperishable body forever. So I remember you. You remember me when we slip out of this body. And we're going to see Jesus face to face at that time. Some of us may think, oh, I'd rather get out of this body and become an angel. I want to tell you, changing from a spirit of human being to be an angel is a demotion. Demotion, not promotion. Because the Bible says in Hebrew chapter 1, verse 14, are not all angels ministering spirit sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So angels are lower than us. We are higher. They were created by God to minister to us and to serve us. They are our servant, in a sense. So we don't want to be demoted to be an angel. Our spirit will go up to heaven and serve the Lord and worship the Lord forever. We are a spirit being. Everyone say, I am a spirit being. Therefore, we need to be aware of our spirit. Two, we need to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we need to know that the Holy Spirit leads us by bearing witness with our spirit. Amen? The reason God needs to give us brain, finger and hand and eyes and body because our spirit and our mind, our mind needs to be renewed by the word. Our spirit is the place where the Holy Spirit lives in. Our spirit and mind together cannot express themselves in this physical world without the body. With the body, we can express, we can smile, we can laugh, we can talk, we can hear and understand, we can see with the retina behind your eyes and send signal into the optic nerve and go back to the occipital lobe here. And the occipital lobe will evaluate and say, oh, that is yellow color, that is blue color. Your physical body is given by God to be able to relate to the physical world, to receive the information and to give the information or to act or to respond to the situation. We thank God for this body. We still need the body while we are living on this earth. So, you need to understand that the Holy Spirit wants to express Himself. The Spirit of Jesus wants to express Himself through you. That's why He needs to lead you and express through your smile, through your eye contact, through your word, through your mouth. 
But at the same time, listen carefully. Satan and demon want to express to you too, but to destroy, to kill, to steal from people. That's why when you study about demonology, about demons, demons always look for a body to stay in. One time, Jesus cast a bunch of demons out of a man. And in order to decrease the tension, he said, where you want to go? And demons say, I want to go to the herd of swine. They wanted to stay in the body. Why? Because they want to express themselves. Demons of sexual immorality come into people to express sexual immorality. Demons of gambling come into our life come into human life, a body, in order to express the gambling. Demon of doubt will go into people and express doubt when they listen to sermon like this. Doubt. There. Hmm. I don't like this guy. He's preaching the word of God. The demon express themselves to the eyes contact the body. So as believers, we need to make a decision once for all. I am going to yield only to the Holy Spirit to let God reveal himself through me, express himself through me. I'm not going to yield to demons. I'm not going to yield to Satan. I will resist the devil and submit to God and the devil will run away from me. Demon and Satan, especially demons, the, the cohorts or the servant of Satan, work two ways in our life. One way is to dwell inside and express itself. The demon of cancer will express cancer to your body. Demon of anger will express itself through your body by dwelling inside you. That's why we need to cast out demons off and on, expel them out. They're inside, be expelled out. But demon also work from the outside And that one we call resist the devil, resist demon. Demon can stand next to you and talk to you. Hate Pastor Lao. Don't like him. Don't listen to him. He talked to you, and that one you say, shut up, get out of here. He's not a bad man. He's a man who fears God. Don't tell me to hate Pastor Lao. Amen? Or don't tell me to hate my brother and sister in the church, they are outside to talk to you or they're inside to work on the inside of you. Either you cast them out or you say, I resist you, I say no to you. Let us say this way together. Father, I yield to only God. I yield to Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can speak through me, act through me, Bless people through me. Love people through me. Forgive people through me. Talk to them through me. Help people through me. Bless people. Amen. You will not yield to the devil because the devil will only use you to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Don't yield to the devil. You want to be like Jesus. Is that right? How does Jesus live? In John chapter 14, verse 9. Jesus answered, 
Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, "Show us the Father"? What does it mean in this scripture? Jesus, the Son of God, came into the world in the physical, human body. He was walking on earth, and 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time. The Lord Jesus Christ in the human body yielded to the Father or to the Holy Spirit all the time. He would not say anything that the Father would not say. He only had the eye contacts of the Father. He lay hand because the Father told him to lay hand. He speak only what the Father speak to him. When you see Jesus, in other words, you see the Father is acting on earth through His body, 24/7. Definitely, you and I cannot do that. We are human being. If you can get to 50%, I thank God. If God can work to you 50% of the time, seven days, 24 hours a day, 12 hours a day, you can act like the Father, 12 hours. That is excellent. But we try. And we need to improve. And we need to grow to become more like Jesus Christ. That the Lord will work through us by His Spirit. Talk through us. Look at people with love through us. Encourage people through us. Whatever the Holy Spirit or whatever the Father wants to do, He will work with the Holy Spirit inside us and work to us, speak to us, and bless people. Doing things just like the Father wants to do. But the key is we must yield to the Holy Spirit. We must be aware of the reality of the Holy Spirit. We must obey. And when people see you, they're almost like a seeing God himself. Because you allow your body to be the vessel that God worked through. You yield to the Holy Spirit all the time and God is working through you all the time. Amen? In Acts chapter 15, verse 28, I read a little bit. We read this so many times. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. The Holy Spirit and your spirit are co-witnesses. Seem good to your spirit and it seems good to the Holy Spirit. You see something, you think about something, and the Holy Spirit bear witness in your spirit. Yes, go for it. Good, thumb up, thumb up. It seems good to me too, the Holy Spirit say. And it seems good to you. So you and the Holy Spirit are co-witnesses together. You work together with Him. Therefore, please, every time you're going to make a decision, you should get him involved. Ask him, do you agree? Does it seem good to you? If he keeps quiet, he doesn't say yes, I think you should back off from that action or from that decision. Don't just live by your own head knowledge. Don't just live by your own opinion and understanding 
always check in with the Holy Spirit all the time. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 8. I read this again and again to remind you. I like verse 8 though. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In order to be led by the Spirit, you need to trust God. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, in everything you do in life, acknowledge Him, hook up to Him, check in with Him, look to Him, trust Him, listen to Him. And He shall direct your paths. With S, different paths of life. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And what is the result of practicing verses 5 to 7? If you do this every day, what is the result? It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. In other words, good things are going to happen to your health. Good things are going to happen to your inner being, to your money, to your business, to your life. If you are led by the Spirit all the time and trust Him, good things will happen in your marriage. Good things will happen in your parenting. Therefore, we need to train ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit. I know that this kind of thing will not happen overnight. It takes time to develop, grow in it, better every year, get better and better every year. Yes, we make mistakes, we miss it sometimes. We did not listen to the Holy Spirit and we make mistakes. That's okay. Don't look back. Just trust God and say, next time, I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit more. Now, in the reality of life, what we should do? Should we use our brain? Yes, we should our brain and understanding. We do all the research. We study. We read the book. We come to the conclusion what's going on with this subject, with what we're going to do. For example, I'm traveling to Germany next end of May and June. In order to do that, I have to look at the flight. Which airline should I go this time? Where should we have the camp? I study, study, try to get information. And after I gather all the information, then I will talk to the Holy Spirit. This is seem good to you or not, that I go the end of May and early June. Does it seem good to me to do the camp in this city? So I need to talk to God to make a conclusion after I study everything. My brother and sister, I want to say one more time. You will not make the best decision by depending on your knowledge and your own understanding. Because you will never, never, never have enough knowledge to make the best decision as a human being. Especially, you don't know the future. The only person who knows everything in this universe is the Holy Spirit. And not only that, He knows the future. And if you follow Him, two months later, you shall be glad. Oh, I'm so glad I follow the Holy Spirit. You will not cry and regret later on because you depend on your own understanding. Amen? If you have many choices, option A, option B, option C. After you gather all information, pray, God, lead me. Which one seems good to you? and you follow Him, believe me, you're going to rejoice later on, 
You're going to be healthy. You're going to be blessed. You're going to see success in your life because you are led by the Spirit to choose the right option. How did Dr. Luke write the book of Luke? Luke chapter 1 verse 3. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated, you see he used his brain to investigate. He gathered information, everything from the beginning. He gathered information. After that, it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you. Most excellent Theophilus. So Luke wrote the book of Luke, the, one of the four gospels, by being led by the Holy Spirit. It seemed good to me. The Holy Spirit agreed with me, bear witness with me that it's good to write this. And today we reap the blessing from the book of Luke. Amen. Today I would like to talk about two persons in the Bible quickly here. Practical point. How to be led by the Holy Spirit. Let us look at a man named Simeon. Luke chapter 2 verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout. If you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, you need to live a holy life. Sin will not help you. Because when you sin, your eyes are blind and you will not listen to him. He was just and devout. He was really focused on God. Waiting for the consolation of the Israel. And, I like this sentence, the Holy Spirit was upon him. In that generation before Jesus died on the cross and resurrected, the believers in the nation of Israel did not have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them because they were not born again like us. In the church era, the Holy Spirit lived on the inside of us and on us. At that time, Simeon has only the Holy Spirit on him, not inside him. He believed in God. He would go to heaven, yes, but he was not born again like us. Simeon has the Holy Spirit on him. Look, look at verse 26. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Who revealed to him? By the Holy Spirit. That he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. You need to understand that all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit were recorded in the Old Testament before the church era. This is before the church started in Jerusalem. And the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom were manifested to Simeon at that time by the Holy Spirit. So he knew that he would not die before he saw Christ with his own eyes. So he kept getting older, 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 and he did not die. I like that. Keep getting older and not die. Until the fulfillment of the prophecy for his life come to pass. Look at verse 27 and 30. So he came by the Spirit. He came by the Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit mentioned three times in the three verses. 25, 26, and 27. Into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law at that time after the mom 
finish the time of purification according to the law of Moses the mom and the dad has to bring the first son of the house to offer to God that is the law of Moses he took him up in his arms means Simeon took him up in his arm and blessed God and say Lord now you are letting your servant depart in peace mean to die in peace now I see the Messiah the Christ with my own eyes according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation the Savior came into the world named Jesus. Simeon said, I saw the Savior. I can die now. My mission is over. Let me read verse 27 from NLT. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. Everyone say, let him. In King James Version, Luke chapter 2, 27, and he came by the Spirit into the temple. Everyone say, by the Spirit. Let me read NIV, New International Version. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple court. Everyone say, moved by the Spirit. TLB. The Holy Spirit had impelled him to go to the temple. You can see, Simeon was at the right place, at the right time, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let me continue to read verse 36 to 38 about another person named Anna. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, means she has the Holy Spirit on her to be a prophetess. The daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, she was of a great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow. Her husband died of about 84 years. She was 84 years old. Who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant... She gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of Jesus, of him, to all those who look for redemption in Jerusalem. The prophetess Anna and Simeon were at the right place at the right time. The parents of Jesus took Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem on that particular day. They did not take him on another day, only one time, one day, that time, that hour, that minute. How did Anna and Simeon know that they need to show up at that room in the temple at that time and that day? How did they know? Simeon was somewhere else, doing something else. Maybe he was eating lunch. Maybe he was playing with his grandson. I don't know. He was doing something. Suddenly the Holy Spirit told him, go to the temple right now. This is your time. This is what I promised you. Anna may be in another room and praying and doing something in another room in the temple. And suddenly the Holy Spirit moved her. Go to another room in the temple. She walked in at the right moment, the Bible used the word, that instant, that exactly minute, that Simeon lifted up the baby Jesus. 
and bless the baby. That moment, that instant, Anna walking at that minute by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Who told her to come into that room at that particular instant? The Holy Spirit. Okay, now, let's come to the practical point. After we learn about Anna and Simeon. The practical point is this. It is beneficial to pay attention to the Holy Spirit who leads you. If you you follow Him, you will get some benefits out of it. But if you rebel and stubborn and reject, you will lose the benefit. Simeon listened to the Holy Spirit and he got the benefit to see Jesus before he died. Anna, the prophetess, listened to the Holy Spirit and she saw Jesus at 84 years old before she died too. What a privilege to see Jesus before they passed away with their own eyes. She walked in that instant. What does it mean? It means that you can be at the right place at the right time, meet the right people by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to be blessed. You're going to be in good health. Your bone will be strong. You're going to receive the benefit from the Lord. You don't need to raise your hand. How many people of you have made the wrong turn in your life and went to the wrong place at the wrong time and lose money, get into an accident, get into big trouble? How many of you have experienced that? I did. I thank God that I have the Holy Spirit. Since I become a believer, I make less and less mistakes. I remember I told you this story one time that the Overlake Hospital called me and said, we have a patient for you to see. She needs an, an operation. Every time I perform an operation, I get some money. And you know what her Holy Spirit told me? Don't go. Send to University of Washington. I obey the Holy Spirit. Please send this lady to university. I don't want to deal with this case. They cannot say no to me. Two years later, the lady make a lawsuit against everybody at Overlake Hospital. But I was not involved. I did not have to go to court because I listened to the Holy Spirit who said, this is not the right place to go. You're going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, deal with the wrong person, and you're going to be in trouble. Wow. Praise God. You may make mistakes in the past. You made the wrong turn. But from today on, let's speak by faith. Faith is you speak those things that do not exist as though they do. Let's speak together. From now on, God will lead me to be at the right place at the right time. Meet the right people. You need to understand this. As long as you live on earth, the devil is still working over time. The devil will make plan and set up a situation for you to get into trouble. And sometimes with your own brain, you set up your own things, you plan, you pack the luggage, you're going to travel, and then the Holy Spirit tells you, don't go this trip, cancel the ticket. And you listen, you may not die beforehand. This happened to our brother and sister, Yong and Tai. 
Yong and Tai flew to Thailand in the year that the tsunami hit the south part of Thailand. They planned to go to that particular city where the tsunami hit. When they got to, to Bangkok, the Holy Spirit told them, "Don't go to Phuket, where tsunami gonna hit next day." Actually, they're gonna fly to Phuket. They canceled the ticket. They went up north. They did not die because they listened to the Holy Spirit. The devil already make a trap, try to kill somebody, and if you can get into that situation, you will be killed as well. God want to protect you. Have you ever heard this kind of comment? Wow, that man was a good man. How come he died in a car crash, car accident? That woman was a godly woman. Why did she die in the plane crash? Why didn't God protect them? Let me tell you this, okay? God is always. If I say it wrong, forgive me. This is a difficult English word for me to say. God is always endeavoring. Is that right? Endeavoring to protect you and to guide you. But the problem is, you don't listen to Him, and you do your own things. Sometimes people quote Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is about God's protection. Oh, they can quote the whole chapter Psalm 91, but quoting Psalm 91 without being led by the Holy Spirit is not enough. You need to quote Psalm 91, and you need to be led. By the Spirit of God, if He say don't do that, don't do it. Back off. If He say don't go there, don't go. Back off. If He say go there, go. You're gonna be at the right place at the right time and meet the right people. He will guide you. He will tell you what to do. He is endeavoring to protect you and bless you, and to help you to be successful. His guidance is wonderful and supernatural. Amen. Simeon and Anna were led by the Holy Spirit. They were at the right place at the right time, and they met the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, in the right moment, perfect timing, because they were led by the Holy Spirit. You can avoid an accident. Let me share this way. I'm going to conclude the sermon. The Holy Spirit and ministering angels always want to set up. A blessing for you ahead of you, but Satan and demons always set up a bad things, a trap, a problem, disaster, losing money, losing job, sickness, problem, heartache, headache for you to get in. We call trap, T R A P. If listen carefully, if you are a believer. And you listen to the Holy Spirit every day. You can miss the trap of the enemy week after week, month after month, year after year. He could not do anything to you. And if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you're gonna get into the right place at the right time and get the blessing every time. Get the right job, get a promotion, meet the right person, have the right connection, divine connection. All the time, both sides set up something—one for the blessing and one for the destruction. Therefore, we should be led by the Holy Spirit. On last Friday, I have a haircut, and my hairstylist just got saved a year ago. 
He came out from Muslim. The whole time he cut my hair, he talked about God. And I said, this man must be an evangelist. He is an evangelist. And now he cut everybody's hair, he talked about Jesus. And talked it out loud too. The whole salon heard about Jesus by him. And he was a Muslim. And he listened to our teaching on YouTube. He is out of town today. Normally he came and sit over there. Is he here today? No, he's not here. He usually sit that corner. He told me on Friday, this is a true story. He, every time he saw me, he's so excited. He shared with me. Pastor Lau, I don't know how many weeks ago, maybe a few weeks ago, he, he has to go to work. And he's going to leave his house around 9 a.m. to go to work. He sat in the car and he said, suddenly, the Holy Spirit told him. This is a one-year-old Christian, okay, from Muslim. He said, the Holy Spirit told him, don't go, wait for three minutes. He shut off the engine and he sit there and pray. I don't understand, Lord, why you tell me to wait three minutes. And when he looked at the watch, 9.03, he backed the car out. He drove out of his house to go to work, to his salon. While he was driving on down the hill or something, he saw a car in front of him, away from him. This, his car here, the other car there, a few minutes apart. He saw a drunk driver come in very, very fast and hit that car. And the person in the car was in trouble. Big trouble because it's a bad hit. And the drunk driver car went into the dish. And he was behind about a few minutes. And he said, Now I know why you told me not to get out of my house, three, wait for three minutes. Let's give hand to God. You can get out from accident, from the trap of the enemy, again and again. You will miss all the disaster again and again if you listen to the Holy Spirit. Remember this? The devil make a trap for you. Remember this? The devil will send people to cheat you and to take advantage of you. He will send somebody to you and nice and smile and maybe buy you a lunch, maybe buy you a fur. But after he buy you a fur, he will say, can you do this for me? And he want to get a lot of money out of you. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't be controlled and manipulated by anybody. Always hooked up to the Holy Spirit. Bad people are out there to cheat you. Bad people out there used by the devil to take things out of you, to kill you, to destroy you. There are bad people out there. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Like Anna and Simeon. Amen? Everyone say, led by the Holy Spirit. Do you learn something today? How many people are more convinced now that you need to be led by the Holy Spirit? Everyone say, right place, right time, right connection, the blessing from the Lord. Amen? Father, we thank you so much for teaching us this truth in the Bible. Thank you so much for recording 
the life of Anna and Simeon in the book of Luke chapter 2 so that we can learn how to be at the right place and the right time that we can just walk into the blessing like them just walk in haha <laughs> i like that i just walk in and the blessing come on me because you tell me where to go when to go where and how you tell me with a word of wisdom and word of knowledge lord we thank you father for teaching your people in this generation this series spirit led living lord we thank you father in the wonderful name of jesus christ amen hallelujah thank you lord jesus if you're not a believer or, or you're not sure that you are a born again christian i'd like to encourage you or maybe you grew up in a church your parents have taken you to church since you were baby but you never received jesus christ as your personal savior on your own decision i'd like to encourage you god loves you he want to bless you if you don't mind pray with me ask the lord to come into your life i just lead you a short prayer to receive jesus into your heart close your eyes and pray with me father in heaven thank you so much for loving me first lord i believe that your son jesus christ died on the cross to pay for my sins i have a sinful nature i have sinned against you please forgive me please cleanse me by the blood of jesus christ lord jesus come into my life right now this is my own faith this is not not my friend's faith i have faith in you that you are my savior and my lord jesus from today on i'm a born again christian your holy spirit shall live inside me guide me lead me protect me i will follow the leading of your spirit lord thank you lord in jesus mighty name amen thank you lord jesus Hallelujah. Are you happy that you are born again? How many people believe God loves you and he wants to really bless you? How many people believe that God is good and he wants you to experience his goodness? Amen. How many people believe God is a healer? How many people believe God is a provider? He shall provide for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus. I will pray for people if you want to be prayed for. lay hand on you if you want to be lay hand on if you need to go i understand god bless you but please keep quiet in this room you can talk outside but if you want to be prayed for come to god and ask god specifically 
want you want to be prayed for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I believe nothing is impossible with you. Nothing is too hard for you, Father. I believe you promise in the Bible: with long life, you shall satisfy your people, and you shall make them see your salvation. No matter what they're facing right now, you can save them. You can heal them. We declare, Lord, that salvation belongs to them. Salvation of their soul, salvation of their financial problem, salvation of their physical health, salvation of their Family condition. May the Holy Spirit touch them, bring the supernatural breakthrough to their life, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Fill them, Father, that they will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> May the Holy Spirit come upon you. The rain from heaven comes upon you. Thing is impossible to you, my Lord and King. Nothing is impossible. Out of nothing, you form it by your feel them, Father. Bless them. Nothing is impossible. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. I declare the blessing of Abraham. I declare breakthrough. I declare victory in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare breakthrough. I declare heaven come into your home, into your life. I declare the glory of the Lord. I declare. Financial breakthrough. I declare salvation, salvation of your life, salvation of your finances, of your business. I declare the healing. 
I declare divine health in the name of Jesus Christ. By the strike of Jesus, you're healed. Divine health. Be blessed. Be strong. <laughs> <laughs> Be blessed. Impossible life. May the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead give life to your mortal body. Jesus took your problem. Jesus took your sin. Jesus took your curses. Jesus took your illness. Jesus took sickness and disease. Divine help. No more pain and suffering. Nothing else. Impossible. Nothing is impossible to you. Yes, Lord. Nothing is impossible. I declare the goodness of God, the grace of God, come upon your life. Bless you. The goodness of God, the reality of God. May the Lord guide you. May the Lord protect you. May the Lord lead you to the blessing, the right door. The good break for you in the name of Yeshua Hamak. Yes, Lord. Impossible. Impossible. The blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham. Upon this family, the blessing of your physical body, the blessing of your children, the blessing of finances, the blessing of victory, the blessing of Abraham. Ya rokumbra kaski tariyala papa kaskita, hantara kaski tariyala pakushku tariyala papa. The Lord said to you, "I shall bless you and your husband, so that you shall be the blessing to many people. Because you love me and you obey me, I keep my promise." Oh, shungkan danga tariyala pa kaski tariyala pa, shungon tariyala kaski tariyala pa pa kaski tariyala pa pa. 
Nothing is too hard for me. Nothing is impossible with me. Trust me. Speak the blessing to yourself and to your family. Oh, Yes. Life. The life of God. The life of God into this home. I declare victory. I declare health, prosperity. I declare victory in the name of the Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh, that's